Hi, I'm Caitlin Prest, and I am here in your ear to tell you about a very incredible new show called Asking For It. Asking For It is a darkly comedic series that follows a queer femme singer whose history of violence finds her no matter how many times she runs away. It has an original soundtrack, and it'll make you laugh, cry, and feel a little bit less alone. Asking for it. Subscribe now. This is a CBC Podcast. It's spring of 2018, and Harpreet Kaur Insan is standing in a makeshift classroom in Ludhiana, India, being taught how to shake hands like a Westerner. Eye contact, firm grip. She's told that this is an important skill if she's going to move to Canada and launch her career, that a solid handshake makes a great first impression, and a great first impression goes a long way. Harpreet pays attention. Eye contact, firm grip. I'm Macy Rowe. This is The Doc Project. So why is Harpreet practicing her handshake? The answer to that is in a snowy resort town, two hours north of Toronto, Collingwood, Ontario. It's famous for Blue Mountain, this long, low ski hill. Hospitality and tourism are the major industries here. The tourist part of town is packed with hotels in a dense little village at the bottom of the ski hill. But as the industry has grown, the population of Collingwood has not. And for the past few years, there's been this workforce dearth. And looking at this, the people at the hospitality school of the nearby college saw an opportunity. If there were no locals to take the jobs, they'd get some new locals. School representatives flew to northern India for a series of intensive recruitment sessions. They headed to Chandigarh and Ludhiana and put out a call. Are you interested in hospitality management? Are you interested in hospitality management in Canada? If you are, we are interested in you. And students came. Dozens. Some traveled hours to attend these sessions. Harpreet, she was one of them. And a guy named Gurleen Singh was another. You'll meet them both in a minute. The deal was, come to school... Learn the skills that will make you employable in Canada. But the students had this other hope, that this opportunity would help them immigrate here permanently. The reason I know all this is because Doc Project senior producer Jennifer Warren, her brother, Rob, is one of their teachers. The students call him Chef Rob, and he teaches food prep and theory. They fly from India and maybe two days after they've landed here in Canada. They're then in a class with an old guy like me or any of the other old guys that teach. This is Rob. And they're now learning something totally new, new culture, new expectations. It must be completely overwhelming and it must be really scary. Jen has been following Gurleen and Harpreet for the past year. This leap they've taken, their first time alone, away from their families. And what they're hoping Canada will do for them And is that dream actually here? It's December 2018, so about a year ago, less than four months into this brand new pilot project. Out of the 36 students in the program, 33 
are from India. Here's Jen. Chef Rob asks his class to come up one at a time and introduce themselves. Most hang back, but one person strides forward. Uh, my name is Harpreet Kaur Ensan, and my future goal is to become a manager. Harpreet is wearing dark plum lipstick, looks me square in the eye, and shakes my hand really firmly, like borderline finger crush firm. I'm from the north part of India. Uh, there's a smallest city that called Malot, and I'm from there. My f- whole family is living there. It's difficult for a student to survive here without family and everything. Harpreet has to rush off to the kitchen to start prepping tonight's menu. She shakes my hand again and smiles before telling me she'll see me at the biryani station. Uh, my name is Gurleen Singh. Um, currently, I'm pursuing hospitality management or sort operations in Georgian College, and it's amazing. Gurleen's wearing a black turban and a matching black Apple watch. I'm from Punjab. There, uh, there's a town named as Noor Mahal. It's a really small town, but it's really good. I'm like, uh, I want to like experience everything in my life. Uh, before I was uh, studying IT, I was in like software department, and I don't know about the future. I just I'm searching where I belong. Gurleen and Harpreet are both 20 years old. They're just discovering who they want to be as people, as adults. Gurleen finding where he belongs, seeking new experiences. Harpreet becoming the leader her handshake suggests she was born to be. Are these dreams attainable here, in a snowy resort town, worlds away from everything they know? I tell them I'll come back in a couple of weeks for the big Christmas banquet. Tonight, there's a special festive menu in the Georgian College dining room, as well as vegetable biryani, which has quickly become a hit. Some joker has set the timer on the oven to play We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Harpreet's managing the kitchen tonight. Maraj and Manpreet are going to do salad, firstly, and... She's wearing a tall white chef's hat, while the other students wear short white caps. Gulen is going to dish pit, and then... Harpreet's on fire. She can't get the smile off her face, especially when she's doling out orders. <laughs> One of the students is trying to sneak some food, but Harpreet's having none of that. Don't eat it! While Harpreet is in her element, Gurleen's a little more circumspect, especially when it comes to the Christmas dinner they're serving tonight. Rob told me that last night in the staff meal, a bunch of the guys took like the turkey, put it on a plate, and then took the sauce from the biryani and put that on top of the turkey. Yeah, because it's, it has nothing on it. It's like no flavor, no salt, nothing at all. It's like you're, you're on a diet. He's thinking it might be time to go on a diet himself. I got fat here. When I came here, I got fat. No Gurleen's been doing martial arts since he was a kid. I used to fight at 58 kgs, and now I'm 70, 70 kgs. In India, he was nationally ranked. The first night I met him, Gurleen showed me an Instagram photo of him and his dog, Pistol. They're walking down a lane in his hometown, with Punjabi shop signs in the background. The photo was taken about a week before Gurleen came to Canada. 
Gurleen was a good 25 pounds lighter than he is now, wearing black athletic shorts and a Nike swoosh t-shirt. Hashtag fighter, hashtag martial art, hashtag explosive. But that's all changed here. He's not training right now, but he hopes to get back to it in the new year. Harpreet's also looking forward to a change in the new year. Her husband is coming. How long have you been married? Uh, one and a half year. And that was the biggest gift of my life, you can say that. She tells me that her husband, Gurvneet, is not only a husband to her. He's her mentor, friend, her everything. When she calls him from Canada at two in the morning, lonely and worrying about school or rent or work, he's the one who tells her that everything will be better after a good night's sleep. And he's also the one who supported her through this huge decision to pursue a career in management. After class is done and the dining room's been locked up, the students gather in the hallway, waiting for the one-hour bus ride back to Collingwood. Harpreet starts looking at her phone. Before long, she's wiping away tears. Harpreet just missed her sister's wedding. She got married yesterday. My all family was there, and they all were missing me. I was missing them, and it's just it's like... Harpreet's really close with her sister, and missing the wedding was huge. She begged her husband, Gurvneet, to send photos and practically live-blog the wedding in real time so she could see everything that was happening. But Gurvneet didn't want to make Harpreet upset, so he barely sent her anything until today. Did you talk to her, like, right before the wedding? No. When I started to speak, she started crying, and when she started to speak, I started my crying. And that's why we didn't. Maybe today I'll try to talk her. Hope so. Harpreet goes back to looking at her phone, watching videos that friends have posted from the other side of the world. Okay, ask me that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I know that one yeah. too. <laughs> Gurleen's sitting on the other side of me. He's trying to teach Nicole, the only white person in the class, some words in Punjabi. You got it. Take it slow, turn into pro. Yeah. Did you just come up with that? Yeah. <laughs> You're a poet. You didn't even know it. That's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> that you're a poet? I write. Oh, actually. That doesn't but, surprise me. But, but in Punjabi, not, not in English. How many poems do you think you've written? I don't count. It's like, for me, it's like uh, escaping the situation, the reality, and getting myself calm. Have you written a lot since you came here? Yeah. Gurleen's looking down at his phone. He starts showing me videos of him fighting in the ring, back in India. He's really good. I begin to wonder why he wanted to give all this up. Things seemed good for him in India. When I ask him about it, Gurleen tells me he's here to learn about a whole new way of life. He's not sure he wants to even go into hospitality management. But hospitality is a crash course in everything you need to know about a new culture. He's deeply curious about this. But he also tells me that being here is a means to another end, 
It's actually his fighting that's brought him here. Kicking is my specialty and uh, punching is too. Gurleen had hit a ceiling in India with his martial arts, and his dad encouraged him to make the leap and come to North America to see whether he could become a fighter. The irony is that in order to be here, to get a shot at permanent residency, he's in a situation where, between classes and his work hours, he's not even able to train. Plus, there's no bus from the dojo to Gurleen's house, and the walk is long and freezing. But despite all this, he's determined to see this dream through any way he can. AC here. Coming up, someone new comes to Collingwood. And to see a photo of Harpreet and Gurleen stirring what can only be described as a vat of biryani, head to our Instagram. You can follow us. We are at CBC The Dog Project. From CBC Podcasts and The Fifth Estate, Brainwashed is a multi-part investigation into the CIA's experiments in mind control. From the Cold War and MKUltra to the so-called War on Terror, we learn about a psychiatrist who used his patients as human guinea pigs and what happens when the military and medicine collide. Listen to Brainwashed on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Can you explain where we are right now, Harpreet? Uh, now we are on t- parking of Tim Hortons at Popular Side Road of Collingwood. <laughs> it's late February, two months since my last visit. I'm sitting in a parking lot in my rental car with Harpreet, but there's someone else here too. I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself. Is that okay? Um, my name is Gurmeet, and uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, he's not comfortable. I know. Gurvneet is Harpreet's husband, the one she called the biggest gift of her life. Seeing them together, it's clear she means it. She and Gurvneet are lighthearted and incredibly cute together, showing each other photos on their phones and joking in Punjabi. Gurvneet's been here for a month now, and he's working alongside Harpreet at Tim Hortons. I just, just feel lonely, alone, and I applied for him. And, but he said, no, don't apply for me, not now, but I want him. That's why I applied for him. He got his visa, and he are, he's with me now. Harpreet's clearly so much happier. But life right now is a real slog. School, cleaning rooms and making beds at Blue Mountain Resort. And any spare time she has after that? More shifts. At not one Tim Hortons, but two. Yesterday I was working there till... 11.30, and now it's my, again, work in this Tim Hortons from 5. That's why I, I can hardly keep up. But what's coming through loud and clear is that this moment in the car is the only spare time Harpreet has. The other thing that's coming through is that she's okay with it, because it's all part of a bigger plan. It's not about what Harpreet's doing right now. It's about who she can be here, and the fact that she's in control. I just want to make a name that people can say, yeah, she is Harpreet. I know her. I just want to do anything that I want. I don't care like people said, you should do this. You should do this. No, what I want to do, I will do that. And in her old life, Harpreet says that she wasn't able to make these kinds of choices. In India, in 
especially in villages it's just like a culture girls should not speak a lot girls should not wear a western clothes girls should cover their head Harpreet doesn't want to play by these rules that's what people from my neighborhood they just call why she's like this and the my family supported me a lot and they just every they every time they just said do anything that you want don't listen people Despite the quizzical looks of people in her village, Harpreet flew in the face of tradition. Or drove, that is. I drive, combine, truck, tractor, bike, car. Why were you driving a tractor and a combine? No, because I just want to learn everything. I just want to be different from people. It's just about time for Harpreet and Gurvneet to start their evening shifts at Tim's, and we're shivering in the car. I have to go too. Gerlene's invited me to his 21st birthday party. What's the party time? It's, well, he said seven, but then he was like, eh, people won't be really showing up until eight. Harpreet tells me to wish Gerlene a happy birthday for her. Hey, how you doing? When I get to Gerlene's house, I'm the first guest there. It's in a brand new subdivision and clearly built for a single family. But now it's being rented out by a half-dozen Punjabi housemates, all in their early 20s. Gurleen has his arms full of Indian takeout. That's on top of the food they've already made, and the pizza they've ordered. He puts on some music, and friends start showing up. There's a young woman who's come in with Gurleen, who I haven't met before. It's Gurleen's girlfriend. She doesn't want us to include her name because she's worried how her family back in India would react. Gurleen and his girlfriend have been dating since they were 15. She came to Canada a year before Gurleen, and she's living in Scarborough, about two hours away. She came up this weekend to celebrate with him. <laughs> because of him, my dream come true. Of coming here? Yeah. Otherwise, I will not be here. Because I know my family. <laughs> why did you, why was it your dream to come here? So we can, I can live my life to fullest. In my family, main preference is given to boys. They can live like what they, how they want to live. Like Harpreet, she's here to escape the double standard for girls. And this extends to her relationship with Gurleen. Yeah. <laughs> I told my mother about him, so they totally disagree with that. Can I ask why uh, Gurleen would not be considered a good match from your parents' standpoint? Car it's system. Car system. <laughs> Just because, Just of, because the caste. of caste. Because we are belong to different families. That's Indian old school is really bad old school. Like my brother is going to have love marriage. They understand their love. Why not mine? She leaves to take a platter of food to the other guests. I take the opportunity to bring up Gurleen's poetry. Have you had time to write? Have you been like yeah. writing much? Yeah. I did. I read something like. Three to four poetries more. Yeah. And do you let anyone see them? Not yet. Does your girlfriend know that you write? Yeah, she knows. She knows? Yeah, she knows. But she hasn't seen anything yet? No. Um, she does, but not the latest ones. Thank you. Later, after everyone's taught me a cutthroat Punjabi card game, Gurleen and his girlfriend say they want to show me something. This 
Gerlene's bedroom is full of blue and gold helium balloons hanging from the ceiling, each with a ribbon. On each ribbon, his girlfriend has tied a different photo, a different memory from Gerlene's life. This is it's about our life. So I made it with my hands for him, so that he can come to know how special he is for me. It's a beautiful gesture. Gerlene's 21. It's snowing outside. They're in a house full of new friends. South Base Lodge, Blue Mountain Village. I'm back in Collingwood. It's a month and a half after the birthday party, in April. I'm at the Blue Mountain Ski Resort, where people are gliding down the three hills that are still open. I'm here for something called Blue Camp. It's a three-day on-site boot camp in all things hospitality. The group is having a great time. They're all staying together at Blue Mountain, hanging out at the pool in between sessions and workshops. But when I meet up with Gerline, he seems really down. A very different Gerline from the guy foisting pizza on me and slamming down cards at his birthday party a few months before. Gerline, it's been like, you got here when, in September? Yeah, August. Eight months. Yeah. How are you doing? Sometimes I feel pretty lost. Alone. People change a lot over here. Even our own people, they they get really money-minded. Don't treat each other well. I even though I'm living with seven or eight people in the house, still you would feel alone. Actually, the thing I feel I suffer in is changing. Uh, I can't adapt to change. Uh, I get depressed. Can't change. But for eight months now, all Gerline has had in his life is change. Are you writing these days? Uh, yeah, I wrote two poetries. Can you read me something? Yeah. Just baat thodi parishan jaye, aram hoye haram jaye, kado khushi chumas karan ke, e bol thodi haran jaye, e dili cha bade na daan jaye, dur dur na vasta jitte, e bhi odete kurban hoye. My emotions are in confusion and stress. My peace is totally destroyed. When will my lips smile? My heart desires are really childish. Why can't you feel the love? Why it always hurt me? Why am I chanting your name again and again? That's what it says. But in Punjabi, it's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is in my heart. Sometimes I feel that I should get back home. Then I think that if I get back home, what I'll do? I won't be able to succeed in my life. I don't want to live as a normal person, no. What do you mean, as a normal person? Having a normal life, just getting the money to survive in this world, to buy your buy your groceries, do the rent, pay the bills, and that's it. I want to do something big. 
आई थिंक आई बी विजिटिंग होम सून In this moment, the struggle of creating a new life is laid bare in all its loneliness and difference. Gerline has to go prep for dinner service. As I drop him off, I find myself wondering, how can you get over this acute distance from everything you know and love? Will he stay? The next day I'm in the car with Harpreet. I'm driving her to her house to pick up her outfit for the closing night gala. It's a big, formal, fancy dress party to mark the end of Blue Camp and also to mark the end of the school year. So driving like on these back roads in Collingwood and sort of seeing like the farmland and everything, how does it compare with where you grew up? It's same like us. Really? Yeah. It's mind-blowing to me that Collingwood could remind Harpreet of home. It's a small Ontario tourist town. And according to the last census, it's 92% white people. It's really same like us. In my mother's house, on the right side and on front of her house there were all the farms are there. So it's not like difficult for us to be survive here. Usually the villages are like Collingwood, a smaller like Collingwood and they all had farms like this. It seems like our villages. Despite all the differences between her old world and her new world, Harpreet's choosing to see the common threads. It's going to be nice now because it's going to be spring. Yeah. yeah. Trees have birds and yeah. I just like nature. I don't I hate snow. I tell her, yeah, a lot of Canadians hate snow too. It's gala night. Did you survive Blue Camp? I really feel you conquered it. So great job everybody. I'm surrounded by hundreds of students in various degrees of formal wear. Many of the Indian students are in brightly colored saris and tunics. Gurleen is wearing a light blue suit and a raspberry colored turban with a matching rose in his buttonhole. He seems much happier than yesterday. So are you going to stay for the dance? Yeah. Yeah. Till night. Yeah. You were saying today was a better day. What made today better? We were all together having fun. When we all are together, it's always fun. Do you think they're going to play any Punjabi hip hop tonight? Any Punjabi music? They should. There'll be Punjabi music. Lots of Punjabi music because there are lots of Punjabis. Do the DJs know what to play? We'll be the DJ. We'll play ourselves. I've been trying to find Harpreet all night. Then I finally spot her across the room. She's wearing overalls and a stripy t-shirt with her hair pulled back into a ponytail. Quite the departure from the traditional sari I helped her fetch from her house. Later, she'll tell me that it's because she didn't get properly fitted like she would have at home. Harpreet is doubled over laughing at something one of her friends is saying. I want to go over and talk to her. But suddenly, the Ariana Grande pumping through the speakers changes abruptly, and the handful of people on the dance floor get mobbed. As the music shifts to Punjabi hip-hop, an impromptu dance tutorial starts up. For a moment, everyone looks right at home. 
That Doc was produced by Jennifer Warren. It was edited by Allison Cook and Julia Poggle and mixed by Julia Poggle. It's been almost eight months since the closing gala. Gurleen and Harpreet are both still in Collingwood in their second year of the hospitality management program. They say that they're doing well in school, but that the second year is a lot harder. Other news, Gurleen is training again. He found a boxing gym in Collingwood and he hopes to compete in his first Canadian tournament this summer. He's also still writing, and he released his first ever rap track. It's about the struggles he's faced since moving to Canada, working long hours, sleepless nights, and homesickness. Harpreet and her husband, Gurvanit, are living in their own apartment in Collingwood. Harpreet's been this unofficial Collingwood ambassador to the second round of Indian students. There were 35 this year. She's been helping them with their assignments, warning them about the snowy weather. She even got some of them jobs at Tim Hortons. And a big update she wanted to share is that she and Gurvanit are expecting a baby. She says that she's tired, but happy. That's all for us this week. Please take a moment to rate and review, or better yet, share us with a friend. The Doc Project is produced by Julia Poggle, Allison Cook, and me. Althea Manassin is our digital producer. Our senior producer is Jennifer Warren. Special thanks this week to Pooja Joshi and Lakshani Satyanathan. I'm AC Rowe. Thanks for listening. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.